1: Oh. Hi. Hey. Jude. <laughs> nope. No. Okay. What's going on? Um, you know, we're both sick. We're both sick. I did it. It's my fault. M did it. Boo. It was the... Airplane. I'm his patient zero. <laughs> it was it, it was my fault going to New York and then coming back, and then and then just not healing.
0: Yeah. Oh well. It was bad to happen. We spent too much time together to not get each other's illnesses. Also,
1: I want to give a quick shout out that um, last Thursday, the Thursday before this came out, mm-hmm. um, I was on a show with uh, two friends of mine, Stephen and Chris, on their podcast is this adulting i know we uh, talked about it last week because christine was on the show but it was my turn to be there and it was so much fun and um it was just a good time so i wanted to give him a shout out and pass along uh an extra episode of my voice yeah. before i was sick. actually during me yeah, being very sick You can listen to sick M all
0: you want, woohoo! Um, But it's a really fun show, and we both had a lot of fun on it. Um, So thanks, Stephen and Chris, for letting us be a part of your show. It's called "Is This Adulting," and you can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Really, I think. Yeah, I don't know if they're on Spotify, but they're definitely on iTunes, um, (coughs) iTunes, Stitcher, (laughs) etc. Your sons are fighting. Gio is Juniper keeps just trying to like ride you like a horse, (laughs) and Gio just tries to like. Eat his whole head.
1: Yeah, but they seem to be doing it like playfully now instead of I actually mean, trying to kill each other. But it just never ends. Get him. No M. Um. I mean, don't. <laughs> I mean, do whatever you want. I need to get these kiddos out. Hold on. Now Uncle Zandy gets to deal with them. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so if you uh, hear in our voices that we're a little down, <laughs> it's nothing except. Except our health. Yes, it is. Um,
0: I also, let's see, what else? Um, Fun stuff is happening. Well, first of all, this episode is dedicated to Ashley C on Patreon. Thank you, Ashley C on Patreon. And I wanted to add also, so thank you, Ashley C, by the way. Um, I also wanted to add that uh, Patreon is apparently like vamping up their services and stuff to make it easier for us to give you guys stuff. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm looking into how we can like pump out more content to our donors regularly. So that I'm very excited about um this one's about you m uh what happened (laughs) i was texting my friend renee before our live show uh Mm -hmm. which by the way was really fun guys so yes you were there thank you for coming
1: at our last hollywood improv show for as far as we know currently
0: oh my god we haven't announced this on the podcast we're going to nashville again we are yeah august 3rd and august 4th at um, Zanies. fuck yeah we're gonna be there and tickets are already like selling really fast so Go get really, your really fast. We're
1: like surprised how fast. Um, also, we—I don't think we've said on the show that we have extended our stay in DC mm-hmm. into November fifth.
0: Yeah, correct. We have one on November fourth now, so the fifth is sold out, and now we add no or we, six is sold out. And now we add one to the fifth to the fifth on Monday. So if you guys mm-hmm. are it missed your chance for the first one, uh, go get your tickets there. Um, and other shows are coming soon, so we'll announce those shortly. Check out like stay tuned on our social media. That's usually where it comes out first. Yep. So I was texting my friend Renee about um, our live show beforehand. I don't even know how it came. Oh, I was like, am I wearing too much makeup in this photo? Like I sent a photo. I was like, am I wearing too much makeup? I don't want to look like a clown. And then I said, you know, like sassy as like a joke. Ah, she cute to the show. And she goes, no, more like uh, Bordeaux Golf. And I was like, what? And she goes, Bordeaux Golf. Wasn't that M's other clown name? And I was like. Board of Golf? Bordeaux O.
1: Jesus Christ. Golf. And
0: I was like, what the fuck is that? She goes, isn't that what it's called? And I'm like, patio furniture. And she's like, oh, wait, same thing. I'm like, not really.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to call you Bordeaux Golf now. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> that sounds much worse. Bordeaux Golf. Her head was in the right place, but it was also in the completely wrong spot. I loved it. All I right. loved it. Because I didn't get patio furniture, but I get Bordeaux Golf. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Ugh. Um. Oh, this is funny uh, is it yeah i was uh i mean i don't know is it as funny as you using your flapping your arms joke twice on live shows now uh nothing is as funny as that and stop spoiling my joke for other live shows guys the most obvious stand-up joke has been christine's opener <laughs> twice now in four shows <laughs>
0: yeah and Evans's your appreciate. arms must be tired yeah they are <laughs> I'm going to use it again and again. Uh, You're welcome, world. All right. Uh, So I was emailing to, like, um, figure out my wedding cake stuff. And there's this bakery in Cincinnati called the Bon Bonnery. And it was across the street from my uh, high school or, like, basically where I went to school from age three onward. And um, we always went there. It was, like, our favorite bakery. It's my mom's favorite bakery. And so when we we're looking at wedding cakes my mom was like we need to get it from there right so we went and did our cake tasting and stuff and like that was literally the first thing we did it was like over more than a year before the (laughs) wedding we like picked the cake and um i was emailing with Bon Bonnery to like finalize details and she like wrote back her name's ashley and she like wrote back she's like um so one of the uh like women at the shop was talk at the bakery was talking about uh like how there's a christine who's getting married in cincinnati and she has this podcast that she listens to and like it turns out it was me and she's like so apparently the barner is like a huge fan of your podcast and i was like oh this God. is the most trippy thing because that's so meta we would go like at lunch or during our like um free bells we would like cross the street and like hang out there and like eat the they uh, eat their
1: lemon squares or whatever my bakery in my town is called Paul's Bakery, and um, I don't think any of them listen to the show. You
0: never know, though. I was, like, so
1: surprised. Anyway, so I,
0: so shout out to you guys. Thank you for listening. That makes me so happy. It's like it's like a childhood, like...
1: Uh... It's very full circle. Anyway,
0: yeah, so I just wanted to shout out to them. <clears throat> um, I only know Ashley's name, but... Okay, hi, Ashley. And everybody else is great, too.
1: <laughs> Apparently, uh, one of my, my neighbor across the street uh she texted me my neighbor back in virginia across the street she texted me saying so i'm at my work training right now and one of the people training me went to cnu which is where i went to school and so my neighbor said oh i know someone who went to cnu and then said my name and apparently (gasps) like this girl like collapsed and cried (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> like what the hell oh it's my favorite it's so weird it's so trippy you never know who's gonna notice it's you it's
0: bizarre and it makes me happy because i've reconnected with so many people anyway that's my spiel do you have anything why do you drink this week i drink because i'm sick
1: yeah me too which i have fervently denied like ingest jest to my coworkers. like i i have been like i'm not sick i'm not sick but like everyone knows i'm sick mm. um yeah we can hear it yeah I feel I feel much today is like the beginning of the up and up. But yeah,
0: I was like on day three, you should be great. And I'm like, well, that's literally the day after the day after the wedding that I need to be present
1: at. (laughs) Well, in a good way, I drink because Christine's not going to be here, which means I have snuggle fest with Gio. True.
0: So I'm very stoked. In a good way, I drink because I get to like go literally as far away from Los Angeles for two days as possible just to. Hang out with people I haven't seen in a long time and like forget that
1: mm-hmm. LA is a thing because sometimes I get a little overwhelmed by it. Well, this is my uh, one weekend in between two weddings to like mm-hmm. recoup and like not move. And since I just turned 26, I'm figuring out all of my health insurance stuff. And so the one weekend I had free, I am now doing a bunch of doctor's appointments. So oh, fun. Snuggle fest and doctor's appointments. Yeah. Good. Good. And then um, and then I have my mom's wedding next week. So Perfect. Linda's
0: oh. wedding is coming up. That'll be bananas. Do they have a hashtag just out of curiosity?
1: Because um, I know they're
0: trying to do like a theme. And if all anyone that. wants to try to create one last minute. Oh, man. Wait, hold on. This is going to be <clears throat> fun, you guys. All
1: right, get ready. Tom Sherman. Uh huh. And my mom's name is Linda. So go wild. Oh, I got it. What is it? For Sherman. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, right? That's a good start um no
0: no 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 it was
1: it was i mean that was a good start mm, okay. but i bet the ending's better okay you know what i'm saying
0: you ha you put a lot of faith in the ending i don't think that i've am we got
1: a lot of people who are probably really good oh, at other hashtags. people's ending
0: yes not mine though <coughs> i think the buck stops at at for sherman with me
1: uh for sure then yep so... See, told you it works <laughs> like in love for sherman it's a thing it, it's it's a match for sure men, men. yeah yeah
0: or like the worst in one. love for Sherman, you could do a lot of fun things with that.
1: Is she changing her name? Yeah. Oh, even I better. I think so. I assume so. She's got her ex-husband's last name currently. Oh, so what so about probably?
0: What, what about um, no pressure, man.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, you guys figure it out. Um No, I want to figure it out. Okay, Christine's gonna join <laughs> you guys in the figuring it out. It's gonna do. It's gonna be like
0: Tesla. Like in an hour, I'm just gonna scream something about up? <laughs> <laughs> <Linda. laughs>
1: um all right that's so, a throwback wow yeah That is. okay well all right well a happy early congratulations to tom and yes, my mom we're so happy for you guys and in advance good luck to allison for having to meet all of makes the oh, family at one time that's the bigger one so really i don't know if all of us are going to make it out of their life there might be a few of us missing when i get back to la so <laughs> uh the reckoning the reckoning for so sure man for, jesus <laughs> i
0: i mean i like it i know
1: you do and i'm kind of liking it too just because the proximity effect I
0: can't stop forcing it upon your weakened brain it's because i'm sick it's not, I'm, I'm not strong right now oh i'm not calling your brain weak because you're not sick that's what i meant
1: oh okay great okay oh wow what a day what a day. We've done nothing except be sick. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> but it feels like an era, I'll tell you. throats to just fucking hurt. Also, Eva got the hell out of Dodge. She is not here today because she probably does not want to get sick. Smart girl. Um, so, hi, Eva. I hope you're enjoying being healthy. Must be nice. Must be nice. Um. Oh, and poor Allison is also sick, so you're not the only one.
0: Oh, that makes me feel better. Whoops.
1: So that means during Snuggle Fest, I also have to take care of my girlfriend. Man. So
0: what a rough life i You're have fucking patient zero so don't complain
1: i'm not complaining anyway that's that on that i'm excited for this episode so are you yeah i am okay I'm ready. well i have a i have a short story um i mean it's probably actually the same length as all other I, I tried to keep it short though because i i knew that neither of us were feeling well so i didn't want to drag it on oh so i was trying to do it out of a kind heart okay mine's really long so oh am <laughs> <I'm> not very <laughs> i'm not really very nice all right well actually then i guess it works out because we're balanced
0: then. great i mean usually it's the other way around so why not yeah i'm the one who has to talk extra so it's oh okay. are
1: you saying i'm a little mouthy sometimes uh like all the time. So. yeah that's probably true i agree with you
0: okay great an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, They have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what, perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's gonna smell beautiful And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code drink. Alright. What about like Kay Linda? Like you can do a Spanish thing. Oh, we're still on that. Yeah. Kay Linda. Like how pretty. Oh. Kaylinda. No? Sure. Min?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get it right. <laughs> you I mean, just shut up okay 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 no it's funny you're doing a good job thanks you are thanks (laughs) you are okay here's the story because i I know everyone's on the edge of their seats to hear my sick voice Mm, tell a tale it is the story of the st louis cathedral Basilica oh. in New Orleans. Oh, I thought it was in St. Louis. I was... So did I. And then all of a sudden it was like, in New Orleans. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, that's not right. cheating. Well, it's in New Orleans and it's of St. Nice. Louis. It is one of the oldest and most haunted landmark buildings in New Orleans. I think it's also one of the oldest buildings in the country. Really? Uh, it is the seat of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of New Orleans. Mm. And it is equipped with... Several beautiful architectural structures, such as the two side steeples, a central bell tower, a pipe organ from 1829 that has been rebuilt due to water damage from Hurricane Katrina. Oh, wow. And is still in there. And a massive cathedral garden.
0: Nice.
1: There have been four churches on this land that have been, every time it gets knocked down, they just rebuild it because they persevere. Um, The first church was built in 1718. Okay. Long time ago. And it was just a wooden structure and it was a temporary solution for the town as they were getting bigger and they needed oh. an actual place to go to church. So, okay. So it was a wooden structure that they knew they 17, would build upon. 1718?
0: Yes. Holy shit. Okay. Um, was it called that? Like St. Louis? Oh, well, I guess I think it was a cathedral back then.
1: St. <laughs> Louis shack? I mean, yeah, it was actually a cathedral and a wooden structure from 1718. St. Louis outhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You Wh- got it. Where we pray. Right, yeah, <laughs> where many do. <laughs> so, uh, the second building, so it was the wooden structure, and then the second one was made of brick and timber in night in seventeen twenty seven. So not even ten years later, mm. because it actually got. Uh, oh yeah, it was, so it, in nineteen in seventeen twenty seven, I keep saying nineteen. Sorry, not even ten years later, the second one got built um, out of brick and timber. And it actually stayed for a while, but then by 1788, so just after its 60-year anniversary yeah, of oh, standing. Sorry. Everyone keeps yelling at me
0: about my fire alarm that they hear it in the background. Like, we hear it too. No, I know, but people are like, change your batteries. We keep trying to change the batteries, and it won't stop beeping, so if anyone understands how to fix it, let me know. And I'm sorry about the beeping, and I hear it, so sorry. That's all.
1: We all have to deal with that together, apparently. Yep. Um. So okay. So the second one, 1727 to 1788, when the Great New Orleans Fire happens, oh, no. which has its own long story that I researched, but just to keep things concise, basically, um, it was a there was a home altar where everyone was praying, and a candle ignited the lace draperies, oh. and it ended up catching from wooden house to wooden house to wooden house. Oh God, <laughs> and What a mess! Throughout the town, like the whole French Quarter, basically got destroyed. So, uh. It ended up getting rebuilt for a second time. And the third structure was built in 1794. And the Spanish built it and made it a cathedral. Mm-hmm. And it was declared a cathedral in the year before, in 1793, by the Pope. So, like, heavy duty cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> and legit. The, the steeples in this one are from the original building that they were able to recover. And the central bell tower was commissioned in 1819. Okay. Um, the bell and the original clock came all the way from Paris. Fun Aww. fact. Um, I feel like fun facts should start being part of our drinking game.
0: I say that literally every time we do a live show. Yeah, and you I'll, still I'll, I'll change it. I'll change it. I'll it. Okay, change okay, it. Okay, I'll
1: change okay, it. Okay. August third, Nashville, Zanies, look out for it. Fun fact. Fun fact. <clears throat> so the fourth building. Um, In 1849, they needed to expand it because the town was getting bigger and they needed a bigger cathedral. Right. So it got renovated during 1850, but the central tower collapsed due to structural problems and the whole cathedral had to be redone. Oh, no. It has now lasted over 150 years and the cathedral was actually upgraded to a basilica in 1964 by John Paul II. Oh, all right. So it's now a cathedral basilica. It like got promoted. In 1909, so there was still a lot of damage that's happened to it since, but its structure itself has stayed, okay. and they've been able to just correct things. So like in 1909, a bomb actually detonated in the cathedral oh, by no. a, quote, religious fanatic. Oh, no. In 1915, there was a New Orleans Category 4 hurricane, and then in 2005, Hurricane Katrina tried to knock it down. Oh, sad. But so they keep rebuilding on this thing. Got it. So that's the history of the building. Here's the history of its characters. Ooh. In 1764, I just wanted to sound really like... Yeah, no, I was in Did, into... did you, you got it? I you... was on it. In 1764, the king of France apparently was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the colony of New Orleans to the king of Spain in a treaty agreement, but he neglected to tell anyone. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Wait. He, he didn't, didn't tell anyone that he gave New Orleans to Spain
0: i like how back in the day you could just kind of be like it's like yeah it's yours
1: Mm. it's like don't tell anyone but like it's yours
0: thanks for mowing the lawn like here's here's new orleans
1: (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck how about like for like me like watching your dog what do i get um i'll give you uh des moines oh i was hoping for like a like a vegas do you have
0: something against des moines
1: Oh no. I just thought maybe like somewhere more populated and touristy would be like the thing. Maybe like a San Diego. You really want all that responsibility. How then? much for a San Fran? You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Maybe after the wedding, after you officiate the wedding. That one deserves me a whole Boston. Then we talk. Okay. All right. Cool, I'm on it. Anyway. We'll get back to but that. But we can't tell anyone, remember? Oh okay, you don't tell anyone that I ha- that I own Seattle now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh the Spaniards showed up to new orleans uh, since it's now theirs classic spaniards classic spain am i right um, you're right they arrived in 1766 and took down the french flag and replaced it with a spanish one
0: <laughs> sorry i just see it I'm walking around like replacing <laughs> things with with their own like <clears throat> like a picture of
1: me and geo like high-fiving <laughs> But like a, a canvas, people at every uh... Seattle's <laughs> like, "What the fuck is going on?" But some cool people in Seattle will be like, "Ah, MNGO, oh, I see that. Yeah, okay. I see that canvas. Like, if that's if this is the land that they own now, then I'm glad to be part of it."
0: All right. Hey, you're not. I never. <clears throat> I never handed you Gio as part of this deal.
1: No, no. He's just on my national flag. He's the mascot. You know, uh, everyone's got like a national animal, like a mask, a national ma-
0: mascot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, yeah. geo's mine. Okay, got it. So, you know, I mean, not that I'm
1: surprised. So. where was i oh yeah spain just threw their fucking flag everywhere (laughs) so then uh all right so the french are literally just jaw dropped they're like what why did you do that this is our land and they're like no 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 you're wrong so again this is me as a history teacher it's like no no
0: it's also you going to seattle yeah uh uh-huh no no no
1: christine said i could uh uh-uh Seattle it's now my my town
0: call Christine she'll tell you
1: (laughs) um so thinking they were being invaded the French people formed an army uh and they were led by six prominent Creole men okay and the Spanish uh fled to Cuba and they came back in 1769 with a fleet of 24 ships and they retook New Orleans because they were like, all right, if we're going to fight, let me get 24 fleets real quick. Let me run back Hold and I'll come back to New Spain. And so the new governor at the time, had, who was in, like helping take over New Orleans mm-hmm. with the Spanish, his name was Governor Don Alejandro O'Reilly. Oh, what a mix of So that Ireland also took Spain or Spain? somehow i don't know what's going Island's on
0: sneaky they're just like you guys fight it out I'm they're like
1: gonna... oh we're so hungry um spain
0: i'm just gonna sneak in yep
1: so they they're so hungry what i thought of the potato famine oh okay do you know what i just found out by the way speaking of the potato famine
0: i thought you were about the potato famine i was like
1: um it's i like a little late i found yeah well i thought about the potato famine as i said it so like in my head it came out right anyway Speaking, what did you just find out? I just found out that um, my family on my dad's side, we came here because of the potato famine. No
0: way. I did not know that. Wow. So you Okay, so they were hungry and they came. Okay. It uh-huh, uh-huh. all makes sense uh-huh, now. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: You're going to go to Seattle I, and be like, they're going to be like, why are you here? I was hungry. <laughs> They'll get it. They'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, Don Alejandro O'Reilly, uh, he had his troops from his 24 ships chase down the six Creole leaders of the rebellion. And... Shot them without due process. Oh, uh, that's not good. Left their bodies in front of the church. Oh, and forbade anyone from moving the body the bodies for a burial. No, and the bodies rotted on the church steps. That's so fucked. So, the I don't like. Pair Dago Bear, Father Dago Bear. He was in charge of the church, and he visited O'Reilly and said. Please let us give them proper burials. Um, and he ended up getting threatened that if he came back, they would either kill him or, I mean, who they basically said threatened him. And then I got a several, a list of several different ways he was threatened. But essentially he would die.
0: <laughs> a list of several ways. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, he got threatened in pretty much whatever way you want to imagine. That's he got threatened. fucked up. So uh, he's a badass, though, because he waited for a really rainy night. And then he gathered all six of the men's families, uh, dragged their bodies away and buried the remains and gave them proper funerals. And because he was covered by the mask of rain, nobody saw. And so he did not get Ooh,
0: hurt. Oh, somebody make a movie about that.
1: Uh all right.
0: Trademark, we got it. Oh, okay. We'll do it. Don't steal it.
1: It's called Ireland, Boston, Seattle, Spain, France. It's
0: called We Potato were, Famine. We were hungry. <laughs>
1: So in 1769, um, the ended up getting replaced, uh, Père d'Agobert, mm-hmm. uh, he got replaced by a Spanish monk, Père Antoine, and, but nothing, like, he didn't die for any of, he didn't die because he went against the rules or anything, just, like, he never got caught because he was in the rain, did it in the storm, so no one ever found out about but that. But he died? He died of, like, natural oh, causes. Oh, oh, okay. But I just wanted to clarify that. Um, he is also, fun fact, buried under the main altar of the church.
0: Per Dagobert,
1: mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. Oh. So Per Antoine, um, he w- he replaced him, but he was also Spanish, so a lot of people immediately hated him because he came over with the Spaniards taking over the land without anyone sure, knowing sure. what was going on. Um Before I move on though, fun fact the Graves of the six men were never actually marked because Peridago Bear didn't want anyone to yeah. find out what he did, so they never got marked. And buildings have since been built on top of that old cemetery where he brought them. Oh. Um, which and it's like the expansion of the church has oh, so they're buried so under nearby the church, the church. Too. okay. And uh, their bones have been dug up inadvertently during construction projects, oh! so it's confirmed that their bodies were there. Oh, and I'm just going to do, I'm going to tell the history of the person and then tell their ghosts. Okay, great. So no one gets confused. Okay. So, Père Bear and the six men um, have all shown up in the St. Louis Cathedral Basilica. Mm-hmm. Um, as ghosts, you mean? As ghosts. Okay. Uh, so apparently, Père Bear still sings when the church is empty. Oh. And when it's closed for the night the night staff will hear him roaming around and singing and he will raise you up
0: on no I just imagine he's singing church Catholic he's church.
1: singing Kyrie what's that a church song oh I mean he could also be singing like good morning star shine or the Thanksgiving song mm. can you imagine a that's you as a ghost I was gonna say I don't think that's him I think that's... pass the <laughs> Imagine the most annoying ghost, and that's going to be me or Christine. No, that's both of us combined. Imagine if we both haunt a place together, but we do the the one word, one word thing. But see, that's exponentially more annoying. Yes, but also, wow, would that be the most important piece of evidence and that they've ever gotten of ghosts? It
0: will be. And also, if can you imagine, like, um, the uh, what am I going to call them? The sound things to get ghosts to talk. What are they called?
1: Uh, I gave you one. Spirit for, box. Yeah, spirit box. And it just goes like, pass. Uh, cranberry <laughs> sauce. <laughs> um, also. But also, they're doing this with a spirit box 400 years from now, and the Thanksgiving song is just totally diminished from history so they no, the don't
0: thanksgiving song is the national anthem of oh right of the whole world
1: but imagine if that song is totally irrelevant <laughs> and they don't know about it and all of a sudden the spirit box is just shouting <laughs> those lyrics and they're like what the fuck that is goes... this talking about kill the turkey thank you for loving me oh god that's <laughs> oh actually god. highly
0: <laughs> creepy um
1: what was gonna... <clears throat> i don't remember i don't know it doesn't matter anyway so, so he's singing. he sings church hymns um and as he's singing he travels down the aisles towards the doors, oh, for God's and witnesses have seen a bright light moving from window to window when they're standing outside. Aww. So there have been night guards that have said, um, "We hear singing at the same time that people walking by have seen lights walking around right upstairs." Oh, spooky! Um, the singing also continues down the alley outside of the church toward the area where Saint Peter's Cemetery is located, which is where those six men are buried. Okay. Um, when it rains, apparently he is seen praying after Aww. worship. And he walks down the aisles of the cathedral with his head down. And it looks like he's reading probably the Bible, I would guess. Or a hymnal. <clears throat> Ooh. And the entities of the six men are apparently always nearby him because since he defended them in his Aww. lifetime, they now look out for him. Even that though, like, what's going to happen? He's a ghost. Goosebumps. Oh. We had different well, I thought opinions.
0: I it was nice.
1: It is nice, but it's like, what are you going to protect them from?
0: Well, I don't know. Like, evil forces? In a church? Well, yeah, they fucking put dead bodies in there.
1: That's true, but I imagine there's no evil forces in a church, because can't, like, Lucifer not get into a church or something?
0: I don't think that's real.
1: I don't know. I just watched The Omen one time, and he was afraid of I the mean, church, so I just assumed.
0: Technically, a church is anywhere that you pray, so I don't think oh, that's necessarily Oh, valid. So Can like, you tell how not religious I am? What if I'm like, this is a church? Actually, that might work. Satan can't come in now.
1: Oh, well, we are really asking for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> we do have Robert the Doll, so I, I think we... He's like, oh, this is a church and Robert the Doll is here. We so, screwed up a lot. In a, <laughs> many, many ways. So, um, yeah, so people have seen him, and whenever you see him, there are always six shadow men nearby... And they are never actually present themselves directly to you, but you can always see shadows walking around the area. Okay. I don't actually like that very much anymore. So it's uh, the exact phrasing I found online was shyly standing in the corners, never entirely in sight. Okay. so It's like they're kind of
0: okay. as long hanging as around
1: him. They don't want to like harass you or anything. No. Okay. They're just like always near him. If, if you see him, they're nearby. Got it. But they'll never mess with you directly. Okay. So now we're on to Pierre Antoine. Okay. So, like I said, he was from Spain, so nobody liked him at first, but um, they also really hated him because he was determined to establish a really harsh um, level of Catholicism in the church, and he was known as quite the bigot, Mm -mm. um, hated just about everyone for just about every reason, and at some point in his time there, he underwent some sort of spiritual cleanse. He, like, really, like, took a look in the mirror, I guess. And he totally changed. He became a real spiritual leader. He had outreach programs. He worked hard for everyone. In a good way. In a good way. Okay, got it. And, quote, it was widely believed that Père Antoine had been a living saint. He built his own shack to live in with no luxuries, took care of the sick regardless of their religion. Wow. He went without sleep for weeks at uh, at a time, spending every hour of the 24 in comforting the stricken Administering last rites in burying the dead. No one, it was declared, ever saw him take food from the beginning of an epidemic to the end. What the... so he like totally changed. Um, also rumors he was gay friendly. Okay. Which is a good thing to know. So he that was like, like completely ever ago. One eighty then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when he died at eighty one, he was deeply mourned by all of New Orleans and Aww. also buried in the cathedral. Okay. Some of his um uh parishioners is that the right word parishioners parishioners some of his parishioners um were also well known in the church and they have their own ghost stories because they felt incredibly attached which i will get on to in a little bit but i just wanted to make you aware of that okay Per Antoine appears when he shows up as a ghost in full body with a flowing white beard wearing a robe and sandals and walking around town so he doesn't just stay in the church. He literally just goes all around New Orleans and people see him everywhere. What? Isn't that bananas? He sounds like a god impersonator. I, yeah, uh-huh. Walking around town. Apparently people see him everywhere. So, like, if you ever, like, are followed by an old man in a black robe and sandals, it might not be someone trying to rob you. It might just be a ghost. But, like, um, let's play it safe and, like, probably they're trying to but rob But, like, you. also get your pepper spray ready. Yeah, also don't, don't. He also apparently goes up to people in stores and restaurants and like never speaks but he'll interact with you or like put his hand on your shoulder and then just leave but everyone recognizes the same person and he's what? been around for decades. You know what would be a really great grift is if you just like dressed up that way and wandered around New Orleans and I, someone has to pick
0: people you're like "hello my son" and then just like
1: <laughs> you know they're like yeah. "i know that guy." <laughs> I was like "that's the one." So, yeah, so that's probably what someone does at some point. Street performer. So he has been seen walking down the alley near the church, deep in prayer, reading his books of prayers and walking through the cathedral garden. Um, some see him hurrying through the streets of the French Quarter, like he's got to get somewhere now, <laughs> which I think is hysterical. It's like, where do you got to go so fast? I know. The outhouse where we pray. Oh, right, right, the right, right, right. cathedral outhouse. Yeah, I forgot. Um also when the children's choir is rehearsing he is seen Aww. sitting in the pews watching. He will even wave to the children <gasps> if they wave to him. Aww. During the holidays he is seen in the choir loft holding a white candle during Christmas Eve mass and he also walks in the aisle with people. People have like witnessed him in like right behind just a group of people.
0: This is giving me like catholic goosebumps.
1: <laughs> well, the worst of no- and the best of nostalgia. kind. Visitors and locals have both reported seeing an apparition of him in the alley in the early mornings. He's walking by himself, and sometimes people will witness him waving to people who are not there. He is also reported being seen in the garden talking to someone who's not there. And one woman uh, at one point was running through the alley in the early morning, and she tripped and fell. And instead of hitting the ground, two arms caught her. (gasps) of a black robed man with a white beard and sandals and she was the only person in the alley she would have absolutely seen him but as she was falling just two arms just showed up out of nowhere um lifted her up and he said nothing as he helped her gain her balance and when she uh like dusted herself off and looked up to thank him he was already gone but she was in the middle of an alley so she would have seen him walking away what
0: the fuck
1: um the woman also said that for the rest of the day, she felt overwhelming peace, and any time she tried to shake it off, she felt arms, or, like, she felt someone hug her, basically. Um, a guy who works for a nearby cigar shop actually saw him walk into the store and stare at him and pray. Like, play like, for like, his soul? Like, oh my god. <laughs> like, don't sell any more Can nip- you imagine if a ghost is praying for you? Tobacco is not your friend. The store clerk didn't know what to do and said do you want a cigar? I <laughs> said, take one. They're free. And so pair Antoine. Uh, also, am I saying it right? A N T O I N E. Yeah. And No, no, no friend. Antoine. Yes, you're good. I just want to make sure. Cause Ant- someone's going to say, I know it's not that, but I just, who knows
0: you are. Cr- I know. Okay, so parent
1: Antoine's correct. ghost. Listen, after Dr. Carrot, I'm just always nervous. Um, <laughs> Par Antoine's ghost, um, then took the cigar. Oh, she's living it up. And apparently the store clerk, store clerk blinked and he was gone with the cigar. So he just like took it to heaven. He just was like, oh, this is, this was the final touch. He's going to sneak that to heaven and won't tell God and <laughs> smoke it in the corner. Um, apparently if you take pictures down the alley by the church, some have gotten a silhouette of an older man with a long white beard walking towards oh, them. Oh man. So the next one I'm going to talk about, um, her name, people might know her. She is known as the voodoo queen, mm. Marie Laveau. Yep. She was actually a parishioner oh. um, that followed Père Antoine. She, Although she's known for following voodoo, she also very heavily followed Catholicism, which sounds like it might not make sense, but apparently there's some overlap in the religions <clears throat> At least in her mind, yeah, there was. Yeah, well, because
0: Catholicism is, like, super, um, super uh, superstitious
1: and, God, what's the word? Yeah. Anyway, I can see how they overlap. Well, so she followed Catholicism and voodoo, and she was very respected around town for giving advice, for matchmaking, for nursing patients, although because it was voodoo, a lot of people thought, oh, it's not matchmaking, she's putting a spell on someone to love me, or, oh, oh she's not nursing a patient, she's healing them and curing them through magic, mm-hmm. or oh, she's not giving us advice, she's, like, manipulating us oh. with some sort of voodoo. Like, it, it, to some people, it came off really bad, and to other people, they were like, I don't care, it works. She's doing good. I'm just going to rock it. Right. So she was a devout Catholic and worked with Per Antoine in his ministry when he was doing all the good stuff. So when he was working with the poor and the sick, she was there most of the time, um, did a whole bunch of good in her life. But because she played with voodoo, played with voodoo, you know what I mean, before— That's how they saw it. That's how it's written in my notes. But because she was also a participant in voodoo, um, she was denied a marked tomb when she died. Oh, that's awful. So what is wrong with people? I don't know. You can be great, but still not good enough. I don't know. So people still see her also full bodied apparition. She walks around the St. Louis Cemetery number one, which is the cemetery she's buried in. Um, it's common knowledge that that's where she is, even though her tomb was unmarked. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just known that that's where her body probably went. Um, she is seen praying on her knees early every morning and late every night. Oh, wow. Um, in the sightings that people have reported, she's always dressed in white. Her head is always wrapped and she is praying at the cathedral's high altar. And she can be seen in the first row to the left of the altar. She has been seen making the sign of the cross, rising to her feet, and fading away. Wow! One woman who has witnessed this decided to then approach her as she was fading away. By the time she got to her seat, she was already gone, but she looked at the seat where Marie Laveau was sitting, and uh, in that pew, she felt a chill as if a ghost had been there. She felt like she was still being stared at, and she found a rosary in the <gasps> pew that looked like it came from another century. <gasps> She Whoa. said it was absolutely not modern and clearly worn, and she grabbed it, and apparently it felt like it had been taken from a freezer. Whoa! Many have also found the same rosary- Oh my god. With the same descriptions, always feeling like it came out of a freezer, in all different areas of the church, including on the stairs, in bathrooms, in storage closets, under items where it like did not just accidentally get thrown, and hanging from the vents-
0: Holy shit. Wait, so do they take them? and like
1: People, I don't know. She grabbed it, and I think she just like tried to either return it or tried to hold it, and I'm sure it just got lost all over again. or I don't wow. know. Wow! So it just keeps... That's crazy. Um, also, the bell tower of the Cathedral Basilica, it was designed by a man named Ben Latrobe, and he is most noted for um, also doing work on the White House and the Capitol. Oh. So when the... Um, tower was being built. The city council hired a New Orleans clockmaker named Jean de la Chaux okay. to find a clock. So we found it in Paris and he brought it back to the building. But before it ever, the tower ever got completed, he died and uh, he was also buried on the property right after his death. He is still seen all around the church dressed in early 1800s attire um, particularly he is often standing in the lawn looking at the clock and then if you look at him for too long he will turn to look at you ah! that is spooky when ben latrobe died the designer of the bell tower yeah when he died the spirits got even more active so a lot have reported that even on still days where there is no wind the bell will ring on its own mm. um Anytime there are workers up there, they are only allowed to work in partners because objects will be guaranteed to leave and disappear at all times and be found in random places around the church on the other side of the property. Hanging on the vents. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Paint buckets move around. Ladders get moved around when no one's looking. The workers will lose their tools. That's really dangerous. (laughs) I'd be pissed if I just wanted to get in and out. Can you imagine if you know... You're working in a place that's haunted, and you're scared of ghosts, and you're like, I want in and out, in and out, in and out, and then yeah, you, you can't even you do it. <laughs> so there is a ghostly figure of him that has been seen. Apparently, he shows up at random hours, but he is always there whenever the clock is chiming. Oh, wow. Um, he is standing in the cathedral with a pocket watch in his hand as if he is checking to make sure that the clock is still keeping time with his watch. Wow, that's interesting. As the chimes fade away, the ghost of him also vanishes into thin air. Mm. And apparently there is still a strange energy that is felt around the area whenever the bells chime. It feels like electricity and you're being stared at very intensely. Oh, I don't like that. People feel the presence of someone glaring at you. It is so strongly felt that people are afraid to be up there for more than an hour at a time. And sometimes if you decide to stay up there anyway, when you feel like you're being glared at, you will then see him next to you. Oh, no. It's like he's just really protective of the thing he was trying yeah, to design. because he's probably like,
0: why the hell are it's you like, here? Get
1: away. And he can't tell you to leave, so he's like... Staring tra- at he's you. He's trying his best. So um, there have also been sounds of someone working that are heard, and it sounds like old construction from when the tower was originally built. Ooh. And many have heard the bell ringing crazy... As if it's, like, getting, like, rung nonstop. Um, but then they'll go look at the clock and it isn't moving at all. <gasps> Sometimes the clock itself will move wildly but make no noise. Ooh! Here's a fun one for you. Do you know who another personer of the church was? Who? New Orleans. Oh, shoot. You're going to put this. Oh, the
0: awful. I don't want to talk about her. What's her name? Madame LaLaurie. Oh, no, I don't like her. Oh my god, no, why? What a bad, bad lady. You told me Satan can't come into churches.
1: Exactly. Okay, so you were right. I was wrong. Apparently the devil can walk right into oh, church. Okay. okay. Um, so you can go find the episode where I talked about the little Lori mansion in great detail. Okay. It's number 19 because I remember how traumatic it was for most of our listeners. And, and this and is the epilogue to that story what? because... Okay. She, if you remember, she was driven out of her house. Right. And people say she died in Paris. Okay. Supposedly after that, she was shipped back to New Orleans. Her remains were. And she was buried in an unmarked grave in St. Louis Cemetery Number no. 1, which oh, is one right next door. So, she has also been spotted in the church. She's been spotted pacing back and forth in front of the confessionals. And witnesses have seen her in the third row pew, kneeling and fervently praying. Huh. Yeah, I know. She needs it gazing up at the central altar clearly holding back tears (gasps) some hear her scream in sorrow and begging god to help her i'm imagining like i don't know if this is like she's playing out something that happened like if she keeps reenacting a part of her life life. where she's begging for help so she stops doing what she's doing or maybe she's begging for help currently to like get her out of purgatory
0: right like she's suffering in the afterlife
1: that's really interesting so, uh, so they don't. I mean, clearly, they don't know. But those are the two theories. Clearly, no one's helped her yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess um, she is also seen by the organ loft. Looks down at you, and sometimes looks very angry and frustrated. Some think that she wants to communicate with the living, but she does not know how to, and wow. you can only hear her sobbing. <gasps> we should bring a spirit box there. Well, we should not go anywhere where okay, the, right. where Madame LaLore was. Bad idea. Bad idea. Sometimes there is no apparition and only the sound of soft weeping that can be heard through the vaults, and there is also, whenever you hear her crying, a series of disembodied faces that will stare back at you from behind the oh. bathroom mirrors. Oh,
0: oh no. That's out of a horror movie.
1: It's not just one. It's apparently several in faces. The mirrors? You can be by yourself in the mi- looking that. into the mirror, and there's several faces when you hear her crying. Fuck that. Also, a theory is that all those faces are the people that she hurt.
0: Oh, my God. She's crying. and Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: God. The cries can be heard. Obviously, there are several cold spots. There are orbs when you say her name. Um, Someone will also force your hands together as if they're asking you to pray. And then a theory is that she is asking you to pray for For her. her. Which, like, fuck you. You're the last person I'm ever going to pray for. Excuse me. Apparently, also, when you're kneeling um, to pray, you can feel hands on your shoulders and your forehead. And some have gone to side rooms where they hear meetings and service, and then they get there and the room is entirely empty. The oh. lights are off and the door is locked. Creepy. Um, shadows will follow you, and if they run into you, apparently you feel like you stepped into a freezer. <gasps> and people with old-fashioned clothing are seen sitting amongst living churchgoers. <gasps> How crazy would that be? Some will say, and most of most of these some are mediums. Some will say the church is overcrowded, especially during Christmas services, so overcrowded that they can't even move or find a seat. And then when they report that to people, others will say it was the normal amount of people that were always there and you can, they were, it was easy to find a seat and it was not overcrowded at all. What? So especially during Christmas services, like all of a sudden, these Spirits come up um, and are attending church with you. What? And you can't see it unless you, you know certain people see it
0: yeah got it got it got it got it got it
1: um which by the way i have a friend who's a medium and she has reported the same thing not at this church but at other churches she was there for like i guess her communion or something and nobody was really there but she remembers like literally being like sardines like a can of sardines bumping into people saying i'm sorry a bunch of times because she couldn't get through the the path of people And afterwards, she was like, I couldn't even see, like, I couldn't even see what was going on. Like, there were so many people there. I was, like, just jammed there. And I kept losing you guys. Like, you kept getting separated from me. And her parents were like, what are you talking about? You kept saying sorry, sorry to the air around Ah, you. Yeah. What? So, according to my friend, who does not know I'm reporting on this. That is wild. And to the story who doesn't know about my friend. That's two different accounts where this has happened in a church. That is Wild. And she's also said the same thing about how during Christmas, the church really overpacks itself. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's... It makes sense. Standard Catholic procedure. You only show up on Christmas and Easter. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that is the St. Louis Cathedral oh, Basilica. Oh,
0: my God. I can't believe how many fucking people are intertwined with that.
1: I know. Ugh, Madame LaLaurie can... Well, she apparently used to be like a regular churchgoer in between all of her like brain stirring. Cool. All right. You know? Yeah, I know. She would take a day and go to church and, and cleanse herself you know, you, spiritually. You you got to pray a little bit. And see how good that worked? She's now haunting the church. For God's sakes. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and
0: find your vibe at funlove.com. And his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay.
1: How did you like that ad? I was going to ask them too. How did you like it yeah. Yes.
0: Did you like it? Em?
1: Just, just nod and smile, or shake your head. Just go. Well, no, you mean
0: no. Just go use our promo codes at all of the above, and
1: look uh, if you want all these things, we are giving you great access to them. So have fun.
0: So you're welcome. Um, I'm gonna talk about the Beast of Jersey this week.
1: That sounds real juicy. It's, Wait, is that the Devil in Jersey? Is that the same thing, Jersey Devil? No. Okay. This is
0: the Beast of Jersey, not New Jersey. Oh okay. Jersey in Europa.
1: Ooh. So like actual Jersey.
0: Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Not the new one.
1: Not not Joisy.
0: <laughs> no, no, not to be
1: confused <laughs> with Joisy. Um so
0: I got a lot of this from so I used a ton of there were a lot of articles online that had like um different uh elements of this story, but there was one blog that I found called True Crime Enthusiast that was really thorough and she went through every piece, like a timeline of like every piece of what happened all the way from the beginning to the end. Oh, cool. So that was kind of like my main source. So thank you to True Crime Enthusiast blog. Um, so I'm just going to start here at the beginning. So uh, the island of Jersey is an island in the British Channel off the coast of Normandy. Um, and it's a pretty small island. Uh, it's So the story began in 1957 when a 29-year-old nurse waiting for a bus was attacked by a man wearing a mask, then dragged into a field and raped. Oh, boy. So real strong start. She was left with serious injuries, but fortunately she survived. Um, And then the following year, a 20-year-old woman walking home from a bus stop was attacked by a man who put a rope around her neck, dragged her into a field, and raped her. Jesus Only a few months after that, in July of 1958, a 31-year-old woman, again walking home from the bus stop, was attacked the same way, rope around her neck, dragged into a field,
1: and raped. There's something incredibly extra, just hard to swallow with the rope around the neck. Yeah. Because it's just like, in my mind, it sounds like he's doing this near public. Yeah, yeah. And no one's noticing this from the corner of their eye like hmm, someone i yeah, mean because i feel like a lot of times you picture like a
0: knife to the back
1: like leading yeah. someone away but like the rope is just it's such like a new factor that i'm not used to i feel like someone had to have caught it at least once especially that it's a pattern it's like it's there's, really jarring yeah it is it's really upsetting
0: <clears throat> um it gets worse uh the following month a young girl was attacked by this masked uh fella i put masked blank. I don't know. Dick. masked asshole. I guess you can fill it whenever you want. Uh, And then in October, a 28 year old woman was attacked with the same MO. So this is just like back to back to back. Mm. All of a sudden it started. Um, Detectives determined the attacks were being perpetrated by the same man, um, which is obviously like, you know, there's a pattern of the rope and the the bus stop and all that. And the victims agreed that he was about early to mid 40s, 5 foot 6, had an Irish accent and smelled musty. Ugh. yeah, foul. Um the mystery attacker soon became known as the Beast of Jersey and by the time 1960 rolled around, uh the attacker had started to get more confident. So Jesus. Not good news. He sort of became like a local boogeyman and he what he would do is he would enter his victims' homes at night and which we we both just Oh my are god, not into that. Just the worst. Uh so he'd enter victims' homes at night. And take children from their beds. What? Uh, On February 14th, 1960, a 12-year-old boy was asleep in his home when he was awoken by a man climbing through his Uh. bedroom window. The man tied a rope around his neck, led him outside, and assaulted him. Oh, my gosh. And then brought him back home. Oh, my God. The following month, a woman accepted a ride by a man who claimed to be a doctor on the way to pick up his wife. Uh, she, it was too dark for her to make out his facial features, but she felt something was off by the, like his outfit was strange and she, he smelled musty mm-hmm. and she felt a little weird, but before she could do anything or say anything, uh, he drove his car into a field, punched her, <gasps> threatened to kill her, tied her hands behind her head before dragging her out into the field and raping her.
1: Oh my God.
0: Then he put her back in the car and drove away, but, um, she was able to jump from the moving car. And started screaming for help, and um, a, two people who lived nearby uh, heard her screams, came out, and the attacker drove away. So thankfully, like they heard it and were able to rescue her, but the man drove away Jeez. before he was caught. So in March 1960, um, so this is just a few within the next couple weeks, a 43-year-old woman was awoken by the phone ringing downstairs. She went downstairs to answer it, but when she picked up the receiver, all she heard was a click and a dial tone. <gasps> she went back to bed. An hour later, she heard movement. Oh, yeah. I'm down. sorry. What time in the morning is this? Um,
1: <clears throat> It's the middle of the night.
0: Or it's nighttime.
1: I mean, okay, well. Uh, She's in bed, so. Right. I mean, I feel like if you're in bed and you get a phone call that does that, even back when it was like the peak of landlines, like you should still be scared. Currently, it's, like, it has an extra level of fear yeah, for me because yeah. nobody uses a landline anymore, so it's already got that kind of, like, eerie... Yeah. But, but, I mean,
0: keep in mind, they're, like, way out in the country. Like, this is a small, small island. But you're right. And also, but, like, what are you going to do? I
1: know, but can't I... not call the I wouldn't go say, back to sleep. I'd be... Fair. I would be ready... I'd be ready to never sleep again.
0: But, you know, I mean, it happens, like...
1: I guess so. Because you
0: don't have call ID, so it could be, like, oh, someone...
1: But even on my cell phone right now, if someone called and hung up i would be
0: yeah but it's also like you have a
1: uh,
0: color id now so like what if she was like oh maybe it's my husband who's at work and then or maybe right. someone i got guess a, a, i know or like a
1: wrong number like just hang up you're right i would just already be like also maybe just because we have a true crime podcast well, and also i'm just primed to like but
0: it's also such a horror movie element and i feel like yeah. back then that's not what people think it's like, just such
1: a a, a prime
0: and back then, it's like 1960. Like, no one's thinking, like, oh, the going to call right. my phone. But, yeah. Just I mean, as I'm hearing
1: it, I'm just. Oh, it's incredibly creepy. <laughs>
0: it's, like, the creepiest possible thing yeah. to have happen, especially in this context. So, yeah, she all she heard was a click and a dial tone. So, she was like, all right, went back to bed. An hour later, she heard a sound downstairs. She went downstairs to investigate. And as soon as she reached the bottom of the staircase, the lights went out. And uh, No. She heard someone in the living room. Oh, no. She fumbled around in the dark looking for the phone, but someone had cut the phone line. Suddenly, oh my God. in the dark, a man grabbed her and demanded money. Unfortunately, the woman's 14-year-old daughter had heard the commotion and was coming downstairs to investigate what was going on. Oh, no. So the man paused his attack on the woman. So she immediately ran outside to start screaming to her neighbors to, to call the police. Um, And as soon as she got back to the house, she found her daughter was still alive but had been brutally raped in the time that she was gone. Why
1: did she leave leave the house with her daughter and the guy? Because she was screaming for someone to call
0: the police because her phone line was cut. Gotcha. So she's like screaming for help. And then moments later, she comes back. And the man was gone. Uh, In April, a 14-year-old girl woke up in her bedroom to see a man wearing a strange mask standing at the foot of her bed. Uh, Three months later, an eight-year-old boy was abducted from his bed by a man in a raincoat. He was raped and then was left on the doorstep. Uh, And that was July, and the attacks suddenly stopped, but uh, not forever, just for like a time period. The following year, a 12-year-old boy, an 11-year-old boy, and an 11-year-old girl had all been taken from their homes and brutally sexually assaulted. At this point, the Beast of Jersey has been at large for three years. The police are no near to, nearer to catching him um and the pressure was obviously on the police because it's right. a really small area and like they they're like, what how the hell have we not been able to catch this guy?" So what they did is they uh called for help from Scotland Yard's murder squad. as you know, I love the game Scotland Yard. Some people have right, right, right. have reached out to me about that <laughs> apparently ninety nine percent of the world does not know what that is. So Scotland Yard got involved. Um, the police, of, or sorry, the people of Jersey were warned to keep an eye out for the man, whom they called the Beast, and they were given the following information to keep an eye out for, like their neighbors, their friends, mm-hmm. coworkers, etc. They were told he always strikes at night, seemingly only during a full moon. He's about forty to forty-five years old. He often wears a thigh-length jacket or raincoat with a distinct musty smell. He always covers his face oftentimes with a disfigured rubber mask and a black wig. He always he also creates wristbands with nails sticking out of them like spikes as well as shoulder pads with nails in them, presumably so that anyone who tries to grab him would get injured. So again, like I said, the island of Jersey, not a big community, it was assumed that somebody in the t- in the area would recognize this person, like pretty Jesus. specific. Yeah. Like, rubber mask, black wig, and nails sticking out of his shoulders. Yeah, I know. specific. Jeez. Um, So, basically what they did, what Scalinier did, is they questioned every single man with a criminal record in the entire community. (laughs) Might as well start somewhere. We're still not able to catch him. The only good part of all this is that because they were involved, the attack stopped for two years. um, Presumably out of Mm -hmm. fear of getting caught. But the guy couldn't hold off forever, and in April of 1963, he attacked a 9-year-old boy, then an 11, then a 10, and then a 16-year-old. So he just went on like a my crazy spree. Excuse me. After this, the attacks died, again, died down again for two years. And in 1966, the Jersey police force received a letter from someone claiming to be the Beast of Jersey. Oh, my God. That's so, confidence to think yeah. you're not going to get caught speaking to them directly just like writing a fucking letter they always do this shit too all right i'm gonna read you the letter my dear sir i think that it is just the time to tell you that you are just wasting your time as every time i've done what i always intended to do and remember it will not stop at this but i will be fair to you and give you a chance i have never had much out of this life but i intend to get everything i can now i have always wanted to do the perfect crime i have done this but this time, let the moon shine very bright in September, because this time, it must be perfect. Not one, but two. I am not a maniac but by a long shot, but I like to play with you people. Oh my god. You will hear from me before September, and I will give you
1: all the clues, just to see if you can catch me. Yours very sincerely, wait and see. Again, the the amount of stubborn confidence and must take for like, I will give you every clue possible to find me. I want you to try to find me. You cannot find me. Yeah. It is just revolting.
0: It's horrifying. And like how frustrated must they be? Like they haven't been able to catch him after years and years and years.
1: This better have a good fucking ending. Cause I'm <laughs> over this. It seemed likely
0: that it was the beast because, uh, so he said in the letter, um, I will, you'll hear from me before September and I, you know, I'll give you all the clues. There was a savage rape on a 15-year-old girl in August 1966. Just as the letter had promised, the attack mirrored the previous ones, but this time there was a new detail to the attack. The attacker had left strange, get ready for it, long scratches on the victim's torso that were evenly spaced out and completely parallel. Ew. There were, and she's 12. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry, 15.
1: Jesus.
0: There were no attacks for the following three years. So he did that, then did the creepy nail scratches down Mm -hmm. her torso. Was it mentioned in the letter that he was going to hold off for three years? No, he just said, um, this crime will be perfect. I will do it by moonlight, blah, 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 before September. And then there were no attacks for three years. But in August 1970, a 13-year-old boy was awakened in his bed by a flashlight shining in his face. The attacker took the boy to a field behind his house, placed his raincoat on the ground, made the boy remove his pajamas, and then sexually assaulted him. Oh, my God. The attacker then told him to remain quiet, quote, because if you don't, someone will harm your mother and father. Oh, my God. So the poor boy, he was dropped off back or he was in his backyard. So he went home and he managed to keep quiet until the next morning. But he was so shaken, obviously, that his parents were like, what the hell is going on? He finally broke down, told them about his attacker And they called investigators. The boy said his attacker had black spiky hair and a terrifying mask. When the boy was examined, investigators noted that he also had parallel scratches running down his torso. Oh, my God. That just gives me the creeps. Oh, my God. So, again, police interviewed a majority of people on the island. They interviewed nearly 30,000 people, and they still couldn't catch him. But this is where the turntables, as Michael Scott would say. (laughs) oh how the (laughs) turntables okay on july 10th 1971 jersey police officers john riseborough and tom mcginn were out on patrol when a car shot past them through a red light so a high-speed chase ensues uh finally the car crashes through a hedge and into a tomato field the officers chase the man down so the guy guy jumps out of the car the car crashes the guy jumps out of the car is running through this tomato field um And the officers chase him down, and one of them finally managed to get him using a, quote, rugby tackle. Oh, wow. I'm sure he was proud of that one. I mean, all rugby players should be proud that at least they have that in their back pocket. They can use a rugby tackle when (laughs) when necessary. Um, So he was arrested and taken into custody. And when they got back to the station, police realized this wasn't an ordinary, uh, you know, car chase arrest. Uh, In the light, they saw that this man was wearing an old, musty raincoat. With one-inch nails protruding from both shoulders and the lapels of his coat. Ew. He was wearing cloth bands around his wrists with one-inch nails sticking out of them. He had old pants tucked into his socks and slippers over them and was wearing woolen gloves. So they emptied the pockets of his coat and things got even weirder. They pulled out a flashlight with black tape covering the front so only a sliver of light could Mm -hmm. shine out of
1: it. Ew.
0: Um, two lengths of rope, a woolen cap, several empty cigarette packets, rolls of tape, and a black wig with stiff, spiky hair. If they weren't suspicious enough already, then they were when they pulled out the final item, which was a gruesome homemade rubber mask. I'm gonna show you a picture of this this okay. mask. Okay. Okay. Tell me one.
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I think it, it looks. I'm pretty sure he inspired Leatherface, actually. He. I mean, I just like I can you, like, I. I want to say, can you imagine that assaulting you? But I don't want to say that. That's just the most nightmarish thing I could ever imagine. Yeah, it's literally worse than you could. That's. It's the exact worst thing you talk could talk about. Imagine. Like
0: boogeyman, like sleep paralysis, shit. Like that is what you would see. Yeah, that I. <sighs> You would never sleep again. You'd never sleep again. No wonder. And so... And of course, they were children. This is the last one. I'll show you that later. So, if you guys do want to see it, just be forewarned. It's really creepy. But you can Google um, Beast of Jersey mask. So, finally, after 12
1: fucking years, they had captured the Beast of Jersey. And they and by chance, too? Yeah. So, wait. I'm confused. So, I'm going to ask a question that I'm sure you're about no, no, to answer. No. But so, was he just fed up with them not being able to solve his riddles and he just like intentionally flew past the cops they could finally catch him and he decided to stay in all of his garb no so they could obviously catch him or no like what it was an accident why and also Uh before you answer it (laughs) before i answer why like i am imagining if i'm this if i'm this guy this fellow and all of a sudden the cops are like right behind me why is he not like ripping all of the shady shit off of him and like hiding it somewhere in his car so they don't like well i mean to be fair like i, mean, I guess they're gonna find they it gonna no matter what it. i know but like i'm about to
0: tell you okay i am i promise i, I promise and if you still have if it doesn't explain at all ask me but I'll that's how it. things go usually so <laughs> i mean but i mean like if I know, this I know. doesn't answer your question tell me and we can parse it further mm-hmm. okay so finally after 12 years they were like this is a fucking guy we're looking for um so his name was edward john lewis pinell he was a native of jersey who came from an affluent family believe it or not he uh was 46 years old worked as a building contractor on the island was married with a daughter and two stepchildren oh my god i know and was well liked among locals The only time he had ever had any encounter with the law was when he served a month in jail during World War II for stealing food to distribute to starving families. Oh, my God. uh, His wife, Joan, ran a foster home for children and met him when he was working there as a handyman. And the children at the foster home knew him as Uncle Ted. Was Uncle Ted doing things to the foster kids? He often brought them candy and other gifts, and even dressed up as Santa Claus every year to distribute presents to the children at the home. I don't like this. And by Santa Claus, I mean Father Christmas.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: When questioned about his strange outfit, Pinel had a perfectly logical explanation. Uh Uh-huh. He said he was on his way to an orgy.
1: Oh, well, (laughs) who's to
0: say he wasn't? And he was borrowing the car, because by the way, this was a stolen car.
1: Oh, of course.
0: He was borrowing the car to get there to avoid anyone recognizing him on the way to the or- orgy. He was, said it was too embarrassing, so he stole a car.
1: It was too embarrassing to go to an orgy in a giant like pig nail costume. Yeah. Got it. So he decided he would steal a car to go. I feel like that's the least embarrassing part of
0: anything that's oh, happening right uh, now. Oh, 100%. Uh he said the nails in the clothing were meant to be a defense against anyone who might use martial arts against him
1: it sounds like <laughs> dwight Schrute. yes that is
0: okay I was trying. I think you
1: just pry me because of the the turntables I think thing. it was in
0: my head because i that is... was
1: thinking office
0: every single time that's what I think, like
1: just was... say the word martial arts, and I either think blaze or dwight Schroot <laughs>
0: <laughs> but actually it that so that just blew my mind
1: but so I mean like. Okay, that's, I guess, one explanation he could
0: have gone with. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he refused to say anything about the mask and the wig, but they noticed that there were uh, adhesive tape marks on his face, on his skin, meaning that he had worn the mask at some point that evening. Ah, I see. So uh, he was locked up for the night while police were like, we're going to search this dude's home to make sure, because they they were like, we know it's the guy, but we need to I hope they find the weirdest shit in this house. (laughs) Just buckle up, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) So his house was even creepier than... He You'd fucking expect. I mean I feel like nothing in the world is creepier than he
1: is, but Okay, what's it his house is like the house also the house that his wife and children Uh, are in the house of a guy who's married and has three kids. And they all just grew up with whatever's in this house thinking it's normal? This is what's happening.
0: In Pinell's bedroom they found a secret room that he had built which smelled extremely musty. Inside the room hung several articles of old clothing, including an old raincoat homemade wigs and hats and fake eyebrows. Oh, my God. There was a camera hanging on a hook and several photographs of various houses around Jersey.
1: And I'm assuming his wife did not know about this room.
0: I will tell you. Oh, my God. There were also several items of black magic paraphernalia, including a homemade altar to Satan... Oh, my God. ...behind heavy red
1: curtains. Oh, my God.
0: It is now believed he would sacrifice small animals and perform a blood ritual on the night of his attacks to prepare. (sighs)
1: On full on full moons, yeah too. yeah, Jesus. okay,
0: yeah, okay Pinel was eventually charged on thirteen counts, including rape, okay, I guess I didn't add this in here, but about his wife um bah, 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 bah. let me see no, I guess I didn't add it so yeah, I will answer that so apparently he and his wife had um had they were married, but they were like pretty much separated so he actually like built his own wing of the house and he was like, this is where I live now like they like lived in separate
1: bedrooms basically and she never went into no the kids never went into his part no also also confident of him to just trust that nobody was gonna look into his place because i know if my parents were staying in different parts of the house i'd be going into both parts of the house yeah he was really that was a bold move to assume no one was gonna check in on what he built himself and
0: also the room like his bedroom was normal ish but like there was like this weird secret Ugh. Secret attachment. So okay. it wasn't like it was out in the open. Right. But, I mean, yeah. It's weird as fuck. Okay. And, I mean, I don't know how old his kids were. They could have been grown. I don't, like, I really right, don't, right, I don't right. know okay. any details about that. Um, but his wife, he and his wife were pretty much fully separated. Like, they didn't. Got it. They were in a technical marriage, I guess. Um, so, Pinel was eventually charged on 13 counts, including rape, indecent assault, and sodomy against six victims, with all but one being a minor. His trial in November nineteen seventy one revealed an obsession with black magic and an obsession with one of the most evil men in history, whose name is French, who I will now try to pronounce so sorry in advance. Uh, Gilles de Reis Gilles de Reis De Ray. Gilles de Ray. Okay, so Gilles de Ray. Um, and Pinel claimed to be a distant descendant of his. Do you know who that guy is? Gilles De Ray Okay, so he was this notorious 15th century French nobleman and occultist who was the who was likely the inspiration of the famous legend of Bluebeard. So what he would do, mm. so this guy was like real, and he would lure children to his castle and then offer them to the devil as human sacrifices. Oh my God. Yeah. So this Pinel apparently had an obsession with him and believed he was a distant descendant of his Um, So they tried to plead insanity, but his defense team tried to plead insanity. It did not work. Instead, they revealed just how clever and cunning he really was, which is fascinating. So when they went through his stuff, like the photographs of houses he had, he had earmarked them as targets of where children lived. And um, he sometimes spent years, he sometimes plotted out for years which houses he would attack. So like years in advance, he would start. Oh my uh, gosh! Like earmarking these houses,
1: like when the kid's three, and they're like, "Oh," when the kid's six, yeah, like shit like that. Oh my god! And that's also how. Um, what? Ex- Imagine like your house is a target, like right now. Yeah, for
0: years, and you don't even know it. Oh my god! Okay, um, and that also explained how he knew exactly which room to go to, and how not to disturb like the parents. So he would um, like know exactly where the parents slept. He would know which window was to the kid's room, and he would like map all of this out sometimes years in advance um, to be able to get in and out quickly. Uh, he then kept the photographs as trophies and he would fake an Irish accent while committing the attacks makes sense which the is, Irish thing mm-hmm, so people didn't think he was a local. So that was also very interesting uh, even though he was a Jersey native and he dropped cigarette packets because a lot of them said, oh yeah he, he had like he would leave cigarettes lying around mm-hmm. or empty packs even though he was a non-smoker. So these were all red herrings um, that he left for the police, which also helped to, like, elude the police. Um, He was very boastful of his crimes, as we know by that letter that he wrote. Uh, It was confirmed, his wife confirmed that it was his handwriting, so it was him who had sent the letter. Uh, The mask, apparently, was designed not only to disguise him, but also to intentionally inflict terror on the children. So he literally got off on, like... Fucking terrorizing the kids with this creepy mask. Oh my God. And the wig. Um, the nails in the raincoat were placed in the exact position so that if someone tried to grab him, like a, like
1: a parent, uh, like someone tried- somebody,
0: or even a police officer tried to grab his shoulder or parent, yeah. Um, it would harm them, uh, especially like with his arm. So if someone tried to grab his arm, it would cut them. Right. Um, on November 29th, 1971. Uh, was the day of his trial after 38 minutes the jury reached a guilty verdict on all charges and he was sentenced to 30 years in jail
1: that's disgusting i roll i roll i roll. also why only six victims like how many people did he officially so many because why are they only charging him you know, on like six people i actually have no idea maybe that's
0: that, i mean that's how i feel like that happens a lot maybe it's just that's how many people like they could get for sure, evidence on. Sometimes oh they God. do them. I know sometimes they do them in like groups. I don't right. know. I really don't know. That's wild because wow,
1: he should have been getting tried for like and thirty people. And there were people. children.
0: Like a majority of them were children. Oh my gosh, which is just so disturbing. Um, and especially because they know, like he attacked right. all these women at the beginning and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know what happened with that. I'm not sure. <sighs> okay. So he's put in prison for thirty years. Um, but you know, as you might guess, he was a model prisoner. Right, right. I wouldn't think
1: anything less. Of course he was. I mean, he was literally going to jail to feed the poor or something at one point.
0: And he was from a wealthy family. And everyone liked him. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Um, He was released in 1991 after only 20 years in jail. Motherfucker. He then had the gall to return to Jersey to his home. And obviously local feeling was uh, not pleasant. Not pleasant. They did not enjoy it. Um, They hounded him out, basically. And he moved to the Isle of Wight uh nearby where he died of a heart attack three years later thank god since his death there have been unsubstantiated reports that Pinel was involved in child abuse concerned with the notorious haute de la Garenne children's home which was like a really famous scandal in france i believe it was in france uh basically like this huge child abuse scandal um it's believed he was involved in that there was evidence that he prowled the halls and rooms uh there and at the La Preference home, which is his wife's, mm-hmm. his wife's um, what's the word? Like an orphanage, like a care home for, for mm-hmm. kids, which was run by his mother-in-law and his wife during the 1960s. Uh, kids would say that he would often wander the halls in his mask and oh sometimes climb through the windows and just
1: pr- oh like God. prowl around. And so like, wait, this was happening while he was married to that woman. Yeah. And she, the kids would go to her and be like... Your husband is climbing through windows in that mask again, and she'd just be like, "Oh, that's him." So she
0: technically like ran the place, but I don't think she was like the one kids would go to. And also, this was like a time when they were probably like, "What the fuck are you talking about? A scary man's climbing through your window?" Like, right? Your it just, imagination. It just wasn't or that. Yeah, and this it became a scandal <clears> later. And they started to connect it. Is there
1: a reason at all for, like, their separation? Because I'm hoping it's, like, she found out he was, like, actually climbing through windows and shit. I don't
0: know. Because, actually, what I read was that when they first um, started investigating him, she was like, he would never hurt a child. Like, she was, like, adamant about it. Even though she said, yeah, that's his handwriting and we're separated, she was like, he would never hurt a child. So, who knows if she, like, really didn't know or if she was just, like... Imagine being his kid. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. So, um... A former resident of the home in the 1960s, known only now as Mr. D, gave evidence saying that Pinel had, on numerous occasions, crept into the home at night. Oh, and also it happened a lot at night, so she, right. he would just do it when he was, like, out. And his wife also said, oh, he travels a lot, and he also has, like, a lot of, like, he goes on walks a lot at night. Like, mm-hmm. okay. she was, like, either deluded or, you know. Really just super naive. Yeah. Um, had on numerous occasions crept into the home at night through the windows dressed in a raincoat and gloves and that he had used chloroform to drug the children, remove them from their beds, abuse them, and then return them to their beds. Uh, this is a quote from Mr. D quote, the landing had a flickering light all the time. And you used to see these eyes appear at the top of the landing, even though it was pitch black. I'm sure whoever was doing it was going in one of these cubby holes, crawling around there in the room, and this went on quite regularly. I saw his face staring at me, and I now think it was Edward Pinell. One night I fell asleep, and I felt a presence in there, and it was Pinell stood staring at me. He had some kind of mask on him. The Pinell's house was so eerie. When we were doing the outer building, you would see cats strung up, and you would actually see him strangling the cats. Oh! I just couldn't stay there any any longer. I always sensed that Pinel was evil. You just sensed that something pure evil was going on in that
1: place. I'm sorry. So, I know I keep like going back to this the wife. I know I keep doing it. But so like there's reports of like people knew he was strangling cats and she's also just ignoring that. I I mean this is another kid. So who knows
0: this is a kid oh apartment. right
1: he was a resident there right like, so it could have just be another story this was
0: him like decades later i saying, hear you like, i keep
1: putting them as adults at the same time that his wife was no married. i know that's not true okay sorry yeah so so i'm just looking for like a like no, proof, <laughs> proof at some point that everyone knew he was I crazy mean, who
0: knows like she could very well have known and like but
1: right.
0: you know it's, i know it's okay. hard to say um More than 24 victims came forward about the sexual abuse they had endured at the hands of Edward Pinell while they were living in the children's homes. So that was, like, aside from all the attacks within Jersey itself. One of those victims was actually impregnated. (gasps) Yeah. According to reports, the Beast of Jersey may also have been responsible for a number of missing children's cases that police still classify today as unsolved. In 2008, Pinell was linked to to the discovery of a child's skull, which was found during the excavation of a former orphanage where, quote, Uncle Ted was known to hand out sweets and dress as Father Christmas. (sighs) So I just watched um, this psychological thriller that's out in theaters now called Beast. Have you heard of it? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. My friend Joanna, like, watched it three times and made me go see it with her. It is so good. And it's, like, very loosely based on... I mean, it's not... It's, like, more about... um, it takes place in Jersey and it's like a psychological thriller. It's not about like child abuse or uh-huh. anything by any means. But um, it's just a really fucking good movie. And that kind of brought me back to this story. And the story is there's no like creepy mask or anything, but it's called Beast. Um, and I highly recommend that. And also, uh, speaking of movies, there's one coming out in 2019, apparently called The Beast of Jersey, which is actually about him.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Um, and I think that's also another horror movie. And so here's... I'm going to show you a photo of him. There's him. And then there's him with his... Or that's like a... What should I call it Mannequin. But that's the mask and wig he would wear. And his clothes.
1: That's disgusting. Isn't
0: that horrifying?
1: That's disgusting.
0: Yeah. So that's nightmare fuel for sure.
1: Yeah. And if you... Have kids, you probably just shouldn't even look at it. Maybe if not. you are a kid, really oh, don't look yeah, at it. Please don't.
0: We have some fifteen-year-olds writing us like, my mom gets mad. I listen to this. I'm like, yeah, You're like this, I is,
1: would this too. is. one of the episodes where we agree with your mom. Just don't look at don't, it. Don't
0: and don't Google it.
1: <laughs> they're, they're all gonna Google it. I now. know,
0: but it is nightmare fuel, and don't blame us if you fucking
1: it's horrible i'm gonna have. i actually i forgot so
0: i was like i'm gonna print out my notes today because they're usually on my computer and then i'm like printing my notes and i'm like oh i'll get them later and then later i go and they're in like the little outbox bin at work and i'm like oh no someone had to pull them there's
1: like full page photos of this guy and of course it's like obviously nickelodeon a children's company and they're like why the fuck is this a picture fucking obviously they're like oh christine did this like
0: they fucking (laughs) know they know it was me Oh, this is the worst than the time I print out the Lola sex ad and <laughs> someone found it and put it on my desk because <laughs> <laughs> they also do. Because they know anyway. So that's the story of the Beast of Jersey. That one got me. He's a creep and a half. That one got me. Yeah, I've been meaning to do that for a while, and then I saw that movie Beast, um, which is really good. Very like romantic. like it's like a psychological romance thriller. Very good. Okay. Anyway, that's well. all I got for the day.
1: Let's do a geoscope or something. All right. I'll
0: get you one real quick. Or you can get one if you want.
1: Just something that is not what you just did, what you just talked about. (laughs) Just
0: the opposite of that, actually. Okay, we're going to give you your Scorpio scope after these ads. Or after this single ad. All right, Scorpio. All right, Geo. Baby G. Perhaps you have invited a lot of visitors over recently, Scorpio. Me and Allison. But today you don't feel like entertaining. Sorry, Am.
1: I mean, that's fun.
0: Nerve strain and other stressors might leave you more in the mood to be left alone. However, since your guests could be connected with your business... <laughs> I mean, hello. Fresh. You won't want to cancel, so don't. The best thing to do is get a friend or family member to host alongside you. Well, that's your job, isn't it? Also, accomplish what you want as quickly as possible to move on.
1: Oh, Jesus. God. He really doesn't want us he's to be around. He's so mad at me. <laughs> maybe it's because we did that uh, interview yesterday. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's over it now. Even though, by the way, that's the most business thing he's ever needed us for. So
0: Yeah, we inter- we were interviewed uh, for a magazine called Texas Dog Monthly for the fall edition. So keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> we were e- interviewed about Geo. Hang on. I've got one, too. Okay, Em's got one, too. Here we go. Oh my
1: God. This is the first. This is a juniper scope. Oh, so Pisces. Got it. it. says, Hey, Pisces, your partners and family are decidedly unpredictable today, oh. which might not be made any easier by the alignment of the planets. Whatever you decide to do, you could find that your plans get shifted and changed about, especially if you have decided that you want to do something together, like snuggle. Like snuggle. <laughs> Don't well, worry too much. It is the nature of the energy in the atmosphere. Be ready for anything, like extra snuggles. <laughs> And you could get a wonderful surprise. Like oh, one big snuggle. All
0: the snuggles. Or like Geo's food.
1: Yeah. So there's Juniper's. Aww.
0: Coat. All right. So basically they just get a lot of snuggles. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's that, I guess. That's that, guys. <clears throat> Check out our uh, tour page. Um, it's at drink.com And then hit uh, tour. And you should see our tour dates. I recently updated them. Um, we have an extra DC show in the works, running out of tickets as well. That'll be our last DC show, so buy tickets now. We've got some Nashville shows coming up even sooner in August. Um,
1: beep, boop, up. Is that it? Mm-hmm. All right. You do your spiel, I guess. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our website, and that's why we com. You can find our store, at, and that's why we drink. um, where we are regularly putting out new merch we have a email and that's why we drink at gmail.com where you can send in your personal true crime and paranormal stories because we put out a new listeners' episode at the first of every month and lovely Eva has been on top of that so thank
0: you Eva for that
1: um fresh reminder we are also not doing a Facebook live this week this month oh, yeah. um we instead had CK do an extra listeners story for our patreon listeners yep um we just it's just been a wild ride for the month of June so um but we will be back on it for July yep We are also putting out a listeners, uh, not just our listeners videos, but a, uh, fan mail video during every month. So check that out soon. Um, and that's on Patreon. That's on Patreon. And
0: also I'm posting our, tomorrow I'm posting our, um, well it'll be out when this comes out, but our, uh, birthday gift exchange video on Patreon as well. Yes. And I think that's it. All right. And that's why we drink. Love you guys. Bye. In a fast paced world.